Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Discover New Music podcast from Full Pelt Music. Shortly, we will be joined by Bate, and we've recently featured not one, but two of their tracks on our Discover New Music playlist over on Spotify, both TV personality and drama, 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 drama. So we'll be talking to the band about those tracks in just a second. But before then, please, the usual reminders, if you would, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt. And we are on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, wherever you're watching or listening. Well, welcome everyone to another edition of the Discover New Music podcast, where we discuss um, the latest tracks and albums coming from great young bands from across the country that we look to put a spotlight on. Today, we're joined by Michael from Bait. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Um, Apologise for my background. It kind of looks <laughs> a bit like um, I don't know the broom cupboard uh, with Andy Peters back in the eighties in the children's television wow. BBC. Uh, in the so. pandemic era, it's become quite popular to try and spot embarrassing things in people's backgrounds. Actually, so I'm, I'm hoping that you haven't got any uh, embarrassing books or items hidden away. There's <laughs> probably a few embarrassing pictures of me and family members. I, I, imagine. <laughs> I can see a few now, but I'm not going to point them out. <laughs> no, no, we'll leave that to um, people watching on YouTube to see if they can pick those ones out. Um, well, absolutely delighted to have you uh, on with us because obviously it's a busy week for yourself this week as the band Bait are going to be releasing their debut full-length album on April 1st. Uh, yep. It's called Sea Change and we're going to dive into Sea Change in just a little bit. Yep. But before then, we always start our Discover New Music podcast with the same question because it is all about discovering new bands. So hopefully there's yep. listeners listening today that aren't familiar with yourself um, and your previous um, escapades within the music industry and, uh, and of bait. So we always start off with our origin story. So could you please just tell people listening today, you know, how you arrived at this point, releasing music under the bait, Monica? Right. Well, it's, it's quite a long story, but I'll try and keep <laughs> it, I'll try and keep it as succinct as, as possible. Um, I've been, I've been playing in various bands and, and had, uh, various releases with different labels and stuff over the years and when I was um, I'll start at the beginning when I was um, around in my sort of early 20s I was in a band called Ingerica and that was kind of a three-piece sort of punk metal band and we were signed to Sanctuary Records released an album called There Are No Happy Endings um, and I was the bass player in that band and when I uh, finished with that band I was like oh you know I'd like to do my Sort of own project and start writing my own music yeah. and fronting fronting my band so i started a band called baddies and i was the singer and, and guitarist in that band and we released two albums uh, one called do the job and one called uh build when that all finished it was kind of, i was kind of a bit exhausted and a bit like oh do i carry on in the music industry do i just go and work on a building site or do anything yeah. else? um I met up with a friend of mine, Luke Branch, um, and we formed a record label, Cool Thing Records. Uh, and the reason for that was that <laughs> it just meant that we couldn't be dropped. It meant that we were totally <laughs> in control of everything. And, um, and we was like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start doing that. But we started doing two bands kind of at the same time. One was called Asylums, which I play bass in and he sings. And the other project is Bait, yeah. which I sing and play guitar in and write the songs and he plays bass in that with me um and that's kind of the the origin story of bait um 
we released an, an album in 2017, which is kind of, it was an eight track album. I was calling it a full album at the time, but I think really I was being a bit generous to myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it only had eight tracks. So it was kind of a mini album, but this is a, this is Sea Change that comes out now, uh, this Friday. Uh, well, on the 1st of April, depends on when, when this airs, um, April Fool's Day. It's uh, that'll be our kind of debut full length album with a, a nice, a nice vinyl that you can get transparent purple. I'll probably show you a picture of that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, please do. We'll get on to see change in particular in a minute, but yeah, it's, it's quite a funny debate, you know. And I'm sure there's music anoraks out there who will have their own opinions over, over what constitutes a full length album or an EP or a mini album. Or these days, I quite see, uh, see the word mixtape used quite a lot, obviously, as someone involved in a uh, record label um you know it's uh probably quite interesting to get your thoughts obviously you say um is, is there in your head set length that um justifies calling it a full length well for me personally no uh, the way i kind of look at it is that you know you've got records like nighttime by killing joke which have got eight tracks on them yeah and that was my measuring stick for when we did the, f the first album in 2007. I was like, well, that album's got eight tracks on it. Obviously, they were probably a lot longer, and um, they probably only did eight eight tracks then just to fulfil their contract to make sure that they had enough you know, uh, material to go out so it constitutes as an album. But I don't really – I'm not really um, precious about that. I just think that whatever makes the album – sound the best you know whatever presents it the best way an album in my opinion should take you on a journey and you don't just to kind of make up the numbers i don't think it's right to just throw a duff track on there yeah definitely i have to agree with that um yeah. and yeah um obviously every band that we feature on this podcast has featured on our discover new music playlist over on spotify so we like to ask questions about the song that is featured on there and Fate are actually quite unique. Um, I think you're the only the second band I've interviewed where we've actually featured two of your songs on the podcast. So we've got two songs to uh, uh, on the playlist. Sorry, so we've got two songs to ask you about. Um, and I'm going to switch the order I was going to ask them about in because actually um, the second one I was going to talk to you about was drama, 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 drama. But you've yeah. just referenced Killing Joke, and actually that song gives me massive Killing Joke vibes when I listen to it. So we might as well start off with drama. Um, so obviously drama, 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 drama. Great great title um, and great song we've really enjoyed it hence it's on the playlist um what can you tell listeners today about that song about the themes behind the song um and you know just in general about the uh, creation of that song well firstly thanks for you know putting it on the playlist and, and uh, yeah. giving it a pump I, I do i do really appreciate that but the track the track was um i actually wrote the the main riff like it was I, I, I'm always kind of um, recording ideas down and I, and I just have almost like this diary of like guitar ideas, vocal ideas, lyric ideas, all these different things that are just like kind of stored in my phone. God bless Apple. <laughs> um, and so I had that, like it was just this mean, mean riff and kind of idea like quite a while ago, actually. And when I was, this happened like way before lockdown initially, like the, the idea was there. And when I was actually driving to the studio i genuinely and this is a lyric that was in the song i genuinely saw a man walking into town yeah bag with his trousers around his ankles like kind of <laughs> you know and i thought that's a real sad sight there you know um and it and it made me think about 
the fact that we we live in a society these days where we want everything now we're being really impatient and you know sending a text message and wanting a response like yeah. within seconds and if you don't you know you'll get that and i hate it when people do this they'll if you don't answer them they'll send it just a question mark yeah i find that incredibly <laughs> rude but people do do that but it's because we're impatient and because we want everything now and you know a new song comes out and you want to be able to go on youtube or spotify or somewhere immediately and get it and we're just impatient that way you know so the bones of the track were written like that but when lockdown came in and this entire record like the album is is based is kind of like a docu record of, of my experiences and feelings throughout uh, lockdown that just amplified it you yeah. know it just made me feel anxious and kind of like you know that i could really give it some give meaning to it and make it fit in with everything else that was there so yeah it is it is basically just a um you know a fizzed up bottle of anxiety yeah uh, and it works really really well and obviously it is relevant to all of us and uh, you know listening to the lyrics you know i, I, you know, I hopefully not everyone has seen a, a man walking down the street with his trousers down um but yeah, a lot of the themes in there, you know, are stuff that you know I think listeners can definitely relate to, and definitely over the last couple of years, so it does work really, really well. Um, obviously, the other track we need to talk about is uh, TV personality, TV personality, yeah, um, which is obviously the uh, most recent single you guys have, have put yeah. out, um, and we made the exception for and added uh, a second track from the same band to the playlist. Yeah, so we, we have really enjoyed that track as well. So please do again tell us, you know, what. Um, yeah, the themes of that song if they're any different or you know what can you tell us about that song in general well again like you know it it, it is something that each track is about kind of my experience yeah and, and and a lot of these are shared you know and maybe people don't maybe i'm making a mistake by kind of talking about these things so people probably want to forget about <laughs> it but i think it has affected everybody so in some i'm, I'm hoping in some way people may be able to get something out of at least one of the tracks you know and TV personality really is about us all becoming TV personalities. You know, we've had to, we've had to, this yeah. is, you know, we're doing this, this lockdown has created a lot of positives. We wouldn't be able to do this, you know, otherwise we'd be kind of having to, I'd have to tr travel to where you are to do yeah. the interview. We'll do it on a phone and it may be not necessarily, um, being as easy to do it and this has made things a, a lot easier but we have all that to adapt and we all have that to to learn and we are kind of all as i say in the track you know we're streaming from the rabbit hole you know we're kind of we're down the rabbit hole and probably feeling a bit a bit bad but but we're streaming and um and, and we're looking for we look and, and on social media and everything else you know we're looking we're looking for likes we're looking for for acknowledgement we're looking for relevance and 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 um all those things and it was my kind of um interpretation of that feeling yeah and again you know listening to it, it it does hit home and as you say you know um these last two years have hit everyone you know no one's been able to avoid it and we've all felt the same thing you know which is quite unique um so yeah no i think the album as a whole obviously the themes as you said run throughout the whole album around the pandemic um and obviously it's going to be um really interesting to for listeners to be able to hear that whole album um and obviously relate to it hopefully um so i mean diverging slightly from the themes you know as as we've touched on that um sea change obviously comes out 
uh, on the 1st of April, um, digitally and on LP. Um, yeah. So what should uh, listeners expect uh, sonically and musically from that album? Well, sonically and musically, I'd I'd say it is a little bit of a melting pot, you know. Um, it has, because of the nature of how it was recorded and developed, a lot of a lot of it was was demoed at least in this room. Yeah, you know, I I had to um, lower my. I sung in the lower register of my voice and there's a lot of spoken word and kind of almost poetry that's that's on it but there's the extremes of that kind of that side of me and then there's the kind of real extreme kind of manic side as well so you've got everything from you know my kind of internal rantings to myself to literally me barking like a dog at the end of the record um and that's 100% true <laughs> and we'll maybe talk about that a little bit later in more depth but um yeah it's I think if I had to kind of compare it to to other artists because that's I guess the lazy way of doing it yeah, it is isn't it everything has to have a label <laughs> I think there's there is a little bit of nine inch nails in there I think there is a little bit of um Afghan wigs in there I think there is a little bit of um Depeche Mode in there and there's certainly a bit of Killing Joke in there in terms of um, probably vocally, there's a little bit of a likeness, and I, I, I am I've always loved. Um, well, my two favourite guitarists actually are Andy Gill and um, Geordie from Killing Joke. I just love those kind of guitar yeah. styles and that that real kind of post punk thing. The more melodic stuff that Geordie does, but also the real kind of angular and spiky stuff that Andy Gill did. Yeah, there's certainly a real mix of uh, genres put in there and um obviously all mixes together very very well um to come out with you know the album which is uh obviously um we've had a sneak peek of it and it is a fantastic album so obviously listeners uh, you know need to try and pick that up um and i believe you might be able to show them one of the um fantastic lps that you guys are putting out oh yeah so one second yeah. i will uh, you probably hear a lot of creaking it's not me it's not, <laughs> it's not your not your back <laughs> yeah it's in the back sitting in this chair for too long so um i'm just going to grab one um people that are watching and not listening will get to see this yeah um so this is the this is the record for the lp um and that's the back uh i designed it all myself um those that order it from us will get this kind of exclusive uh press shot wow yeah, yeah. and lyric sheet kind of on the back which you can only get it from us and it's on transparent purple vinyl yeah for I... those that can see it on youtube that is a thing of beauty um and if you are listening on any other platform obviously um head to the band's social media channels and um band's website um and obviously online shop for uh cool things records and check it out for yourself that is uh definitely a beautiful looking vinyl um thanks so, a lot, man. i mean so yeah. the, just to give you a little bit of context behind that obviously i i do a lot of the product design and stuff myself in fact i do do the product design myself because it is is fiercely diy i've even got the records yeah. in this room with me and and i'm kind of like fulfilling those myself obviously you can get it in the shops from the 8th of, of april as well um but the 
all of the, all of the press shots and all of the cover shots were all done by my good friend Danny Routon, who is a film photographer. So everything was shot on film. You should check him out on on Instagram. All his work is absolutely amazing, but it's all shot on film. So it's like, wow, yeah. You know, you've only got thirty six shots to get it right. Yeah. Have a million goes and then edit it all afterwards. It's like it's got to be. He, he shoots it, he develops it, and then he sort of passes it over. And when um, I told him about the title of the album, ideally we wanted to. I wanted to get like a a shot of the estuary going mad and catching a big wave. The chances of getting that were just <laughs> so bleak, mainly because it's an estuary and so many variables. You're relying on the weather, you're relying on everything, you know. And uh, and he had that shot. He already had that shot available, you know. Oh, wow. He was like, what about this? And I was like, it looks amazing. Because <laughs> like, it really does look amazing. And to me, it was just in my mind, I was like, yeah, pink wash on that. And it's, we're there, you know. Um, and in terms of the back, you know, I've always loved bands like Therapy. And I like yeah. always like the typography on the back of like that, that kind of early nineties yeah. sort of stuff. And so I knew what it should look like and what the font should be. And I just kind of started like I even bought a font. I even bought a font for it. You know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't lift one for free. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've got my money's worth out of that font. <laughs> yeah, you certainly <laughs> have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it looks uh, does look fantastic. You must be really obviously proud with your efforts both on. Yeah, the musical side and um, obviously the production side as well. Um, especially, you know, as we have been hit by this pandemic. So you touched on a lot of the, you know, right recording, you know, taking place in the room that you're in. How did you find recording an album during a pandemic? Um, did it in some ways work better, you know, more in your favour? Or was there times of struggle? Talk to me. I think I think the, the answer to that is actually both. Yeah. I think that... Um, as I said at the beginning of the of the conversation, like you know, we um, I've been in lots of different bands that all have different working methods, you know, and processes. Uh, and collaboration is something that I, I I really do love, and I now crave it after this because <laughs> this, although there was collaboration, it it did feel very solitary at times. You know, so the process would be kind of me having an idea of, of some kind, creating the project, then sending that over to my brother, Jim, who's the drummer, him playing it at home on his electric drum kit, sending it back, then kind of like adding any any sort of finishing touches and then sending that on to MRE, who's the producer, and he's also in the band as well, to um, to, to mix it. Um, and we had like guide vocals on there. Luckily enough, I, I, we did get to a stage where we'd come out of lockdown so I could actually do the final vocals on the record in, in a studio. But they were all done in like um, two days and it was all kind of handheld. It was very sort of like relaxed and I love that side of it. Yeah. But something I, I do feel like the next record that we do, I would almost love to have the luxury of, of going into a studio for like three weeks completely collaborating from start mm. to finish you know to make it so that it's not all on me to yeah. do it um so what what kind of comes with um being a megalomaniac i guess is, <laughs> is the, the, the severe pressure that comes with it <laughs> yeah um and you must like the pressure because we've already mentioned obviously uh, the multiple bands that you perform in at the minute with uh, asylums as well um, and obviously um, being heavily involved with uh, Cool Things 
records as well um, must take a lot of your time. But as far as being an artist that is able to um, self-release through that record label, how much of a difference, other than as we've already touched on, not being dropped, <laughs> but you know, how much of a difference uh, is it to you to be able to put music out under your own label? I think it's something that I take for granted, actually, yeah. too much. Just thinking about it right now, with you asking me that question, um, it is really a, a a great and unique position to be in because we can release whatever we want. To, yeah. you know, everything everything comes from from out of our own pockets, and and we work very closely with the bands, and we 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 develop them. You know, we I. Luke and myself do come from like a, an education background as well. So nurturing people and giving them support and and advice, not just like on on their music, but like on their their artwork and their marketing strategies and those kinds of things is really rewarding for us. Yeah. Um, it is also great to be able to release your own music and, and, and um, put stuff out as and when you want to. Uh, that's that that is it's great it's, it, it's a great feeling and i am very grateful to um to luke and, and to Haley and all the team a cool thing to be able to do that you know yeah no definitely very uh unique position to be in and obviously sounds like it definitely has its benefits um and another benefit i guess might be having um first tap on the best new bands coming out have you got any hot tips of uh, new bands we should be checking out that are perhaps on cool things records well, okay. So, uh, firstly, I think you should check out all the roster. You yeah, know, it's like yeah, these are our babies. You know, how can we yeah. pick one? <laughs> but to, to let you know about some some um, new releases and bands that we're quite excited about, um, one's called A Cause in Distress. Um, they're going to be having a record that will be coming out. We haven't got a release date for that at the moment, but they're just putting the finishing touches on it, and it sounds great. It's kind of like um, it's got it's kind of got like um, electronic like trance vibes and then it goes kind of really dangerous at certain points it's got kind of tom york's vocal that sits over the top of it it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's great it's really great it's hard to, hard to describe because i think it is very much its own animal which i yeah. i like about music um and we've got a great artist called blab uh, at the moment she just come off tour with get cape wear cape fly um which, which is great we've got a lot of other bands on the roster as well. You should check out Asylums. We're going to have another album coming yeah. out as well, <laughs> for sure. Um, but if you're looking at other bands outside that I personally yeah. like, if you want me to offer some of those up. Why not? Why not? Um, I really like the band, I don't know if you've heard of them, VR Sex. No, I haven't. No. Yeah, so, I'll go um, check them out. Yeah, there was, a, there was a, a record called Human Traffic Jam uh, that they released a couple of years ago, which I thought was absolutely fantastic um they do another another band called drab majesty as well which has kind of got that sort of tears for fears vibe to it vr sex is kind of like the opposite to that where it's a bit more right funky, a bit yeah more dangerous sounding and i love both yeah but, um, but yeah um i'm really into those there was a, a, a band called um or an artist called eve's tumor yeah which came out on warp uh yeah. tail ender last year and i really liked that I liked Tomahawk's new album last year as well, and I liked um, Turnstile. Did you hear that album? Glow? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That was um, really big. Cool. Big we were lucky enough to see it live actually um, yeah. when they played at the Forum. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly, they've got a, a rocket attached to them at the minute. Um, they're head, definitely <laughs> heading in the right direction, turnstile. Um, but yeah, no, really fascinating uh, to get that insight, and definitely some fans there that will be checking out, and obviously listeners. You know, you need to be checking out as well. Head to, uh, I believe, Cool Things Records have their own uh, Bandcamp website, um, and obviously you can go on there and check out the roster um, on there, um, which is great. Um, so before we move on to the next bit, I'd, I feel I'd be amiss because it sounded like there was a potential story uh, a few minutes ago when we were talking about barking on the album. So I feel like I need to ask about that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, the last track on the record is called We Will Learn to Bark. Uh, and as I said earlier, like a lot of the recording side, or at least at the demo stage, like vocally, I was in this room or, or in my flat, you know, and, yeah. um, the last thing you want is to be kind of screaming and shouting. So it forced me to record a lot of it in the lower register of my voice and explore that, which I, re I really, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did because I'm really pleased with the result. Um, but one of the tracks, there was a section and it was, you know, in my head and it, and it, it had to kind of kick off. And I was like, um, you know, this whole record has been like, break down the barriers. Don't, you know, make the most out of the situation you're in and, and don't let things stop you. Just do it in the way that you can with the limited resources. And I was like, oh, I could have just gone, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But... <laughs> I spoke to my wife who was like kind of watching telly in the other room and I went, I'm just going out, I'm just going out. And I took my laptop and my microphone and I drove out into the middle of nowhere. And I was just <laughs> literally just in there and you'll hear it on the end of the record. I kind of like evolve into, into barking or devolve into barking of, of some kind. And I'm just there going, rah, 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 like, and there's people like walking past going like, what? And I'm just in the front of my car, like doing it. And, um, I did feel a bit of a plonker doing it, but I was like, no, like, I'm not going <laughs> to stop me. It was my only way of doing anything. We couldn't go out. Yeah. Couldn't go, I couldn't go to a studio. I couldn't, I didn't have any resource <laughs> to do it or any space to do it either. So I was just kind of stuck, but I went and did that and, you know, um, I didn't get arrested anyway. Well, certainly brings uh, new meaning to the word dogging. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> moving quickly on <laughs> so um obviously you know fans performing on record is one thing but obviously the thing that everyone loves most about music is is live music uh obviously mm -hmm. that's been stifled greatly over the past couple of years but it is back um so for listeners that are enjoying what they're hearing from bait you know when might they get to see bait perform live have you got anything on the horizon yeah so we've got a launch show um that was scheduled for um which is which was scheduled for the first of april but unfortunately we, due to extenuating circumstances we've we've had to postpone that until we get a new date um so there is going to be a launch show which will be uh, in our hometown south end um and so for that show the live lineup is going to be slightly different to the lineup before we've got like a, another guitarist who's going to be joining us on stage and then liam who in from a cause in distress the band i, I mentioned he's yeah. going to be sort of taking the role on synths and it's been sounding great um but we're having to postpone that show until a new date so as soon as we get the date we will be posting it all over the socials and uh and making uh and making people uh, come to it if they can yeah. here in the area but yeah we we we'll be looking for shows throughout throughout uh, there'll be a handful of shows i believe um throughout the rest of the year 
Yeah, and as you touched on, the best place for listeners to be able to keep uh, track of where they can catch you live is by following you on social media. Um, so obviously they want to head to Instagram and Twitter where it's hate underscore bait and Facebook where it is simply hate bait. Um, so yeah, I'm not too sure why it's different, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's quite interesting yeah reading off uh, the different um ads for the for the social medias with, with bands and obviously yeah um yeah sometimes there's great divergences but it was an interesting chat i had with uh, an artist called beans on toast um because obviously he uh struggles greatly uh with google searches for his name because it normally brings up jamie oliver recipes <laughs> so um yeah and, uh, <laughs> bait similarly when i was researching for the interview you, you type in bait and you're going to get uh, a lot of fishing products but um <laughs> yeah so and you want a film that came out um it was a film that came out a couple of years ago which was really good actually it's yeah back on, and it's in i don't know if you saw it it's no quite, yeah it's um it's, it's well worth watching yeah yeah no well obviously listeners make sure you follow the band on social media so you can keep up to date with um any live dates coming up and also obviously check out sea change it is out on april 1st um so make sure you are listening to that um on um, streaming platforms if that is your choice or preferably buy the lovely ep uh, lp sorry that we have seen um on display um so the final portion of our discover new music um podcast is called Setlist Science and I ask the uh, interviewee um, their thoughts on the cura curation of setlists and how much attention they pay to it. So um, obviously you, you've got a unique perspective over many years in the industry in different bands. You know, um, When you are playing live, how much attention do you pay to that structure in the setlist? Have you got any rules that you tried to follow perhaps? So um obviously each kind of band is, is different yeah. what i don't personally like and this is just me is where it stop starts you stop after every song and you go like that song was so and so thank you very much this one's called you know, yeah and it seems a little bit kind of like it's in the 1950s or something <laughs> and you introduce every song and talk about the, the guys that are on it and what it means and that would work for some people but not for me i think yeah my kind of policy with set list is to go blazing in with like a, an absolute stone cold killer of a tune something yeah. that's going to get people um you know pumping in some way um and i i like to do it in kind of like sets so yeah like i like but um kind of group songs together so it'd be like you know a group of like three or four tunes and then stop and ha kind of have a breather and maybe think about not scripted but think about like addressing the audience yeah. or whatever. then in for another and then a bit more of that and then kind of and and, and to just do it so it's kind of you're not stopping after every after every tune there's a bit of momentum and, and and tracks can kind of um you know they can bleed across into each other and you can maybe have a bit of fun with the structure and deliver something that's a little bit different than yeah just what it'd be like to just put the cd on and listen exactly yeah yeah exactly I, i'm a big believer that songs are, are kind of living uh entities and obviously can evolve and adapt over time and obviously live experimentation as you said um can yeah give the uh audience something unique you know compared to just sitting at home and sticking the record on so yeah yeah i, I think so that's i think that's the way to go 
yeah no thank you for your um input on that uh, always really interesting to to have that chat and, and get you know different artists perspectives on it um and yeah thank you very much for joining me and and having this chat it's, it's been you know really interesting we've really enjoyed tv personality and drama 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 and obviously our sneak peek of the album we've really enjoyed that as well so listeners see change april 1st make sure you are checking that one out um so yeah michael i say thank you um what would be your final message for listeners today i don't know take it easy i think take yeah. it easy it's, it's, still, it's still a weird it's still a weird world at the moment there's a lot of crap going on and um you know if you do get covid take it easy because it you know i think you can easily overestimate or underestimate sorry you know how knackered you're going to be so just yeah take care yeah um take care and check out sea change that is the yeah. that's the message yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that was probably i was trying to go <laughs> yeah. to something more like you know Too uh, main, yeah. Theory, yeah. Actually, what i really mean is go out and buy the album yeah <laughs> <laughs> no thank you very much michael for joining us oh thanks for having me man well, thank you everyone for joining us for that edition of the Discover New Music podcast. We hope you enjoyed that chat there with Bait. Make sure you check out their debut album, Sea Change, and follow them on social media. And of course, usual reminders to end us, if you would follow us on social media, we're on Facebook at Full Pelt, and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, wherever you are watching or listening. And we will catch you soon for another edition of the Discover New Music podcast.